Oh, well, let's see now. Uh, open that. Hit it. Welcome to Firefox News Online, America's number one internet radio and internet video broadcast. The rules are very simple. No personal attacks, threats, or hate speech will be tolerated at any time. If you commit to these acts, you will be removed from the chat room. And if we're using a phone line, the same rules apply. Also, bear in mind that this is a roundtable discussion format. So please, no cross-talking during the broadcast. And finally... The views and opinions that will be expressed in this broadcast are that of the host and those who call in and do not necessarily reflect the views and opinions of anyone else or this broadcasting service. The use of media materials is protected by the Fair Use Clause of the U.S. Copyright Act of 1976, which allows for the rebroadcast of copyrighted materials for the purposes of commentary, criticism, and education. Firefox News Online Productions and its news division adhere to the criteria of the Fair Use Clause 100% across the board. And now, on with tonight's broadcast. of the United States of America and to the republic for which it stands, one nation, under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Firefox News Online, live on the multiple broadcast platforms of the Firefox News Online Internet Broadcasting Network. Um, tonight's broadcast will not have any overtime involved. There will be It will be just a straight three-hour show. Therefore, tonight's broadcast uh, will end at 2 a.m. Eastern, 1 Central, and... 11 p.m. Pacific time. Uh, I do apologize for that, but I had a long day with the dentist, and 
I had two teeth extracted, and let me tell you something. My mouth is killing me. It's making it difficult to talk tonight. Uh, Honestly, I really wish I didn't have to open my big mouth. I mean, I could get away with not doing that. I know. There are some things you just have to do. And we're working on it. All right, let me get these uh, talking points over here. That's what I'm working on. That's why I'm talking at the moment. Let's see now. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Well, let's see. Open sesame. I'm not going to be able to do a lot of what I normally can do. Oh, you've got to be kidding. Yeah, that's better. I hit the wrong button in the folder, and it wouldn't bounce me back to the one I wanted. Okay, now we're good. Ding. Working on it, folks. Shh. It's getting there. I promise. Okay, talking points. And now, America, it is time for talking points. The views and opinions expressed in talking points are that of the host and the host alone, and do not reflect the views and opinions of anyone else for this broadcasting service. The Senate trial begins on Tuesday of next week because the Senate has received... The Articles of Impeachment, or should I call them Articles of a Joke? Because that's what this impeachment has been, a joke. The fun begins tonight in my talking points. We've talked about impeachment a lot, and because of what's happened, I can safely say without fear of contradiction, now is the time for the American people to take a look at this and go, because... (laughs) You should have seen what Jerry Nadler said regarding the Senate if they don't take this seriously. He said that they would their actions would be unconstitutional and some other ridiculous comments and well, the bottom line is Jerry Nadler was trying to make the case that if the United States Senate doesn't do what they want, their actions would be unconstitutional and they would be in collusion or whatever you want to call it. I mean, you get the idea. They're threatening the United States Senate, for Christ's sake. This is getting retarded. It's ridiculous. It's bullshit. Oh, wait a minute. Because one of the seven managers, it's only supposed to be two, I thought. Well, there's seven dwarfs of evil going over to the Senate with these articles of impeachment, articles of a joke. 
That's what I call them, like I said. But get this, folks. Jerry Nadler is not leading the pack. Oh, he became the evil Sleepy. It's Adam Schiff. You know, telling the United States Senate they're not doing this trial correctly. You have to do it this way. Well, they're not going to get that opportunity, obviously. I'm just guessing at what they might do. Because considering how the House of Representatives, namely the Congress, under Pelosi, who said this would be a bipartisan impeachment and all this other bullshit. And, oh, wait a minute. Let me say this again. It's bullshit. I mean, it's outright bullshit to think that we're going to see things done correctly. Or we will see them done correctly in the Senate. I shouldn't say that. We're going to see them done right in the Senate, but we're going to see a lot of congressional interference in the process. So I hope they vote to acquit. I really do. Vote to acquit. Get it out of there because it's nonsense. And the House can sit there, you know, the Congress can say all this bullshit they want, but at the end of the day, what it's going to come down to is this. They're going to have to deal with the fact that the Senate had the final say. Yes, Nancy Pelosi made the comment that impeachment is forever. Really, Nancy? Like, we didn't know that. Wow, thank you so much for educating us. You twit. We knew that it was forever. The only thing that isn't going to happen is the Senate's not going to throw him out of the office. So please, Nancy, shut up. Your job is now done. And I'm pointing Adam Schiff as lead in this ridiculous, asinine circus from the Congress. Well... You know, I I can't say this enough, but would somebody please send the guys with the white coats and the butterfly nets? Because the evil seven dwarfs consist of Schiff, Nadler, and five other fuckheads that don't have the brains God gave them to realize that they're doing things backwards. <sighs> We're going to have to pray for a miracle. That the Congress Evil 7 doesn't try to stretch this out a lot. <laughs> and by the way, I want to congratulate Tom Chalet of Fox News Channel for his incredible impression of Adam Schiff. He does an extremely phenomenal job. So, Tom Chalet, Fox News Channel's own, you do one hell of a job, brother, and I salute you. Hashtag FFNOP, hashtag FFNOP. Trend tonight's broadcast all over the world on social media right now. And with that having been said, it is now time, as always, for the rest of the story. All right. We are live, large and in charge, from our studios here in the Hudson Valley. And believe me when I tell you, it only gets better from here. Well, it has to be better. Nobody tops this show whatsoever. <laughs> Over 12 years on the air. International phone calls that come in on those rare occasions when they do. 
Oh, and one more thing. When you got a host who's willing to show his face and let you see what he looks like. Okay, enough of that. Having a little bit of, of a pat on the self pat on the back moment. I'm just having a moment. Okay, so let me see here. Uh, oh, I gotta fix that, fix that, and then do that. There. The um, the uh, stuff wasn't set. And speaking of stuff, we got this is going to be some uh, one hell of an interesting topic to discuss tonight, and that is the Senate trial next week. Seven managers led by Adam Schiff. Oof. Three four seven nine four five five seven four seven. Again, three four seven nine four five five seven four seven. Sending out my shout outs to Crazy Nation Radio and the host of that show, um, Ron Reck. Like I always say, two different shows, two different ways to to to, to have a good old time, and completely separate from one another. But we all hang out at each other's shows, so when you know there, when you know there's something good to listen to, you go to it. Now, of course, Texas Internet Radio is one that I have yet to tune into and call into, and the reason I haven't done that, I didn't do that today, is because, well, uh, the dentist took longer than I anticipated, so... One of these days, Mark, I'm going to get over there, you know. I'm going to get there. Speaking of calls at 347-945-5747, I got Gunslinger on the line. What up, Gun? Well, I hate to rub it in, but it hit 78 degrees today. <laughs> Ain't that crazy? I saw that in the chat room. You didn't have to do that. That's, you know, that's just mean. I thought my, well, I, th- my I thought, the, I thought where they extracted the two teeth today was was painful. Seeing you sit with seventy eight degrees is like having these teeth pulled and not have Novocaine. Oof. Let me tell you something. My mouth, my, my 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 mouth is still killing me from that shit. As soon as the Novocaine wore off, man, I'm telling you what, it hurt like a motherfucker. <laughs> it was like somebody took a hammer and, and said, "Here, feel this, pluck. Hey, feel this one again, smack. No, one more time, smack." Yeah. So I'm. That's why I'm. I'm. I'm not going to stay on past two o'clock in the morning if I can help it. 
I just ain't got it in me to do it. And my with my mouth hurting the way it is, yeesh. But the bugs were very confused today, no doubt. I guess they think it's spring. Oh, I'm sure they were. Wishful thinking. Well, Ron, you can demand it all you want, but I'm, I run this show, and I say what, 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 what happens on it, and that's all there is to it. You don't like it? Tough titty, said the kitty, when the milk's hard chewing. <clears throat> now, I sat here after I got home from the dentist. Looking at this insanity that took place during the day, and I don't mind telling you, that shit made me, I mean, even though I'm in pain, fucking shit made me laugh. When Nancy Pelosi was getting ready to send the articles of of impeachment or impedance, as uh, Mark said in the chat room, you should have seen this. All the pomp and circumstance. There were a shitload of pens on that table. With her name on them. Yeah. They had her name embossed on them. And she gave them out like door prizes to all the people that wanted impeachment. The seven evil dwarfs. They're going to be in the Senate representing Congress. Maxine Waters was there to get a pen. She got a pen. You know, I could just see what was being said about that. Here you go, Maxine. You screamed the loudest for impeachment with your impeach 45, so you get a pen. And it's like, you've got to be shitting me. They're going to make this shit that fucking stupid. Oh, Ron, you 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 want to that you call that a threat? Keep this shit up, I will call in. Um. Look, bottom lining this, Gunslinger, uh, I think, and I hope, uh, you know, some of the other folks that are in the chat room call in uh, at some point to uh, be a part of this discussion so we can have a nice, well-rounded discussion on this. Maybe it's just me, but even before the articles went over to the Senate, Jerry Nadler had to make it a point to say that if the Senate dismisses or acquits, their actions would be unconstitutional. I believe that's how he put it. I'm like, what fucking planet sent this 
decrepit old fuck to us. Go ahead. Well, in my opinion, he was parted out of a dinosaur's asshole back there a few million years ago. That's how brain dead this dumb fuck is. Okay. Um, it's 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 a three hell. It's it's turned into a ten ring circus of clowns. I mean, unconstitutional. What they're doing is unconstitutional. Falsifying documents, uh, making things up, lying as they go, being a fucking hypocrite. Uh, <laughs> name some more. I'm sure there's. A, I'm sure we could fill up a couple of books. Okay, but <clears throat> to actually, oh yeah, well they're you know they're absolutely they're just proud as a fucking peacock, you know. Oh, we got him over into the Senate now, see? We impeached him. In our minds, or in their minds, not my mind, in their minds, they have actually impeached President Trump for nothing. They have tarred and feathered him for nothing. They have hung him up by by a noose for nothing. Okay? That really goes to show you what (laughs) – how can these people get away with this? Influence, money. Political statue status and all this bullshit. Uh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. So it's amazing that these. I mean, I, I'm really mm, kind of disappointed in the founding fathers, where they should have put in something that would prevent stuff like this. I mean, they thought about a whole lot of stuff, you know, like you know, being charged with treason if you decide to, uh, you know go against your country, which these people should be. There's no doubt about it, because they are committing treasonous acts. Um, Man, I don't know. I'm not a legal expert, nor a constitutional attorney, or a lawyer, or whatever. But there's surely got to be something in there to stop this stuff. And stop it. I thought you can't be tried twice for the same crime. What are they just going to do? Just make up more stuff? Make up more stuff? Well, this, these two didn't do it, so let's go get him on spitting in the, on the sidewalk. Or, ooh, he had a bad hair day. I don't like the way his hair is. Let's get him on that one. You know, at this rate, this could be a pick one. Go ahead. Well, it, it's going to be a soap. This has been one, one, of, one of the weirdest soap operas, okay, I've ever seen on, on television. You, you, you take... People like Adam Schiff, Jerry Nadler, Nancy Pelosi, Maxine, Maxi Padwaters, and, and God knows how many others, and you mix them into one fucking mess. And that's exactly what they've got, a fucking mess. Uh, I've got here from the Washington Examiner, because it, the Washington Examiner even talks about how Pelosi, want, if, if Pelosi wanted a serious impeachment trial, she shouldn't have picked Adam Schiff to manage it. <laughs> and I agree with that. On the line with us right now is the host of Crazy Nation Radio, Ron Reck. I mean, Ron, you and I both know from you know, from having seen all this insanity from from the moment it started, that it was gonna be a laugh riot. <laughs> There's there, there's there's got to be something wrong mentally with these Congress members on the Democratic side. 
mm-hmm. to think that they're going to tell the Senate how to run their trial. Well, it's kind of like this. Here, here's my my take on this, okay? It's like this. Here we go. Um, like sand to the hourglass, so are the days of our lives. <laughs> That's what it is. No comment. <laughs> yeah, the old and the fucking restless. You know, uh, I agree with that, brother. I do. Seriously. Yeah. It is a waste of time, massive waste of fucking time, waste of God knows how much money. Uh, you know, uh, the 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 forefathers of this country are flipping in their graves like a fucking roulette wheel right now as we speak. They don't know what color to pick, red or black. Uh, you know, this Nancy Pelosi today, when she was signing these fucking bullshit documents like she's the fucking president of the fucking Uranus. You know what I mean? She's like she was an emperor, goddess of the fucking world, Medusa herself. You know what I mean? Uh, she's pretty ugly too. But anyway, uh, you know, it's it's a waste of time. It is simply a waste of fucking time. And it, by the fact of it being so sloppy, you know, this is. I mean, how could I explain this, man? It's so worthless. It's it's sad. It's it's got to the point where it's becoming fucking sad, and I'm not feeling bad for these motherfuckers. You know what I mean? I wish the best that they have the most miserable lives, because they're they're run the Democratic Party. They're completely run, and the American people know this. They're sitting back laughing at this. I'm watching people that were Democrats, left wing fucking followers to the fucking T, backing off. Wow, you know, I'm getting emails from people. Wow, Ron, you were right. Well, no shit. It's pretty obvious it's right there in front of you because that's how sloppy they got. You used to be a little sneakier about their bullshit, you know what I mean? But they ain't, they ain't sneaky no more. This was based on an assumption of a phone call. Of a phone call. Really? You know, okay. And then, you know, Trump never told Ukraine to investigate Biden. He suggested you might want to take a look at them. You know what I mean? They didn't, he didn't ask him to yeah, do it. It was it. a he suggestion. Didn't force him to do it. That's right. It was just a suggestion. It didn't mean he, you know, uh, you know, asked him to do it or forced him to do it. So you see what I mean? There's not enough there. And here's the fact: is if a crime was committed, then it needs to be dealt with. Now, doesn't it? You see what I mean? So that makes them liable to cover up a crime, isn't it? So that makes them guilty of committing a fucking crime, which is, you know, you know, high, you know, you know misdemeanor and fucking high treason. I mean, that's what the fuck it is, you know. Uh, it's plain and simple. That's what they're doing. And it, they're trying to get somebody else for something they didn't do. But they're committing the crime in the, in the effect of trying to get this motherfucker popped. That's a sad story about it, man. It's 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 fucking ignorant. I mean, come on, man. You know, uh, you know, like I said, George, years ago I told you this, man. I said, what's next? And it's there's, we never know. We just never know. It's, but it's going to be something. You know, there it's a guaranteed fucking fact we're going to get some type of bullshit in these fucking tards. You know, I mean, we went through the Obama thing, we went through the Bush thing. You know, we went through all that, man, and fucking Jesus Christ, it never ended. Obama was the worst. That was a fucking that so well, changed channel three or four times a minute. You know, we didn't miss one flick. 
on Obama. I mean, it was crisis after crisis after crisis after crisis after crisis. I mean, it never fucking stopped. At least with Trump, we don't have yeah, any, any at all, you know. Except these well, made we don't up have that many, These are made up. We don't have hardly any at all. I mean, look, look at look, look at the right. man. Everything he's done has has benefited this country. Okay, though the mainstream media would never acknowledge that. Everything he has said, he was going to do. He did, with the exception of Hillary, of course. But and did, and did know. some and did a lot more. He didn't even promise. He went way beyond what he told everybody. You know, he did mm-hmm. a lot more things. You know, but you see, so they don't like that because it's showing up. No, his royal Heine, the the the, the previous uh, pre, the the guy who held the the, the presidency hostage for eight years. Uh-huh. It's showing him up. It, his legacy was destroyed by o- OMB. OMB well, did, you know, it, did, 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 completely ruined us. This is the Democrats' thinking. Right. But it's not like they're jealous of this guy. You know what I mean? They're not jealous of him at all. It's just they can't get by with the bullshit they used to go get by with. You know, insider trading, mm-hmm. you know, like the Biden gig. You know, and, and, and Biden admitted it. The motherfucker admitted on video. He said it. He actually said it. He admitted to the crime. Okay. What? what yeah, is there Biden, about went, Biden was on camera. I I remember this. He was on camera right. talking to a bunch of uh, whoever in the room at the time, and he said that he told Ukraine they weren't going to get a dime of this money until they fired the prosecutor investigating That's Burisma. Right. Mm-hmm. And. Last yeah, time Hunter I checked, Biden was that was bribery. Mm-hmm. Money laundering. Okay. He committed bribery. Money, mm-hmm. well, money laundering would fall into the same would fall right in with bri- with bribery anyway. Because no, bribery is different than money laundering. He used the American. Yeah, but the, the, when the, you were talking the, about impeachable offenses, we're talking about impeachable offenses. The first one they're going to look at is bribery. Under the criteria, that's the first one they're going to look at. Then they get down to the specifics, which would, be Biden, money, right? which would be money. Huh? I couldn't hear you. I was talking, talking about Biden, right? Yeah. What? So okay, all right, go ahead. <laughs> so here's the deal. So Biden turns around and tells Ukraine, "You're not getting this money until you fire the prosecutor. You fire the yeah, prosecutor, I'll be here for six you hours. get your money." Yeah, I'll be here for six hours. You better get it done, motherfucker. That was it. That's that's even that's that well would be considered extortion too, blackmail and extortion. Well, yeah, and these are the charges that they're going, that they would have to look at after the bribe. They would look at the bribery because his statement mm-hmm. is bribing a, a, a nation state. Okay, mm-hmm. he's bribing a government, a country. Right now. In that statement, he has committed to to the, he is admitted to the act of money laundering, mm-hmm. and then to add insult to injury, like you just pointed out, it would then be extortion. So there right. are two but, crimes, high crimes right there. 
plus the bribery. So he would be guilty. So Biden would be guilty of bribery and high crimes. Oh yeah, yeah, Ooh. and extortion, and then the money coming back through his son back to him. How much money did Hunter fucking give his daddy? Kicked back out, which was American money in the first place, which was supplying that company. See what I mean? Yeah, and, and round and round. About Ron, the thing of it is, we're looking at bribery, extortion, money laundering. But you know what? It's all moot. You know why? Because nobody went after the Biden, went after Biden or Obama. Because Obama well, they can. was they still can at all. Yeah, they still can go for no, the motherfucker, no, no, and that's the whole point. No, at the time, to go after him for, you know, for the impeachable offenses and impeach him and, o- and Obama both. But nobody, yeah, nobody screamed right. like, right, right, right. You know, impeach, impeach forty four, impeach forty four. Right. Yeah. Well, that was definitely there. But the thing is, and Obama should never gave him that fucking power to be able to control that either. You know, he should have never had that kind of authority to fucking deal with that that country like that. Uh, the other I point was Obama. Um, yeah, he did. Oh yeah, Obama he gave did. him all control of Ukraine. Oh yeah. Well, then if that's the case, why did why has Obama not endorsed his friend? Well, because that's, Obama's that's, trying to hide under a fucking rock right now because he knows that shit's ready to fall apart. You know, because if it does come down to an investigation, I'm sure, I'm almost sure Trump is going to blow the fucking whistle on this shit and fucking rock these motherfuckers when this is over. I'm sure of it. If he wins this 2020 election, there's going to be a lot of motherfuckers looking at a federal club bed for vacation. You know what I mean? I'm telling you, Trump mm-hmm. is going to put the fucking hurt to him. You watch. You, okay. Yeah, you fuck with me. Watch. Watch what happens. What happens at the end. Unfortunately, uh, that investigation that was being done by Durham fucked. Mm-hmm. Nobody's going to get indicted from that. No. No. But I'm telling you, you're going to see it when Trump wins this 2020 election. It's going to get fucking stupid. And this year is going to be fucking crazy, George. You know that. It's going to be fucking straight up fucking psychotic. Once they lose this in mm-hmm. they're going to flip the fuck out. You know. Oh, of course they are. So, you know, it, it, the, Mayor- the, the 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 thing is, I mean, you heard me say about how Nadler is telling the, the is telling telling everybody that if the Senate votes to acquit it would be an un- their actions would be unconstitutional and all that bullshit right right well i i'd like to know something if this senate trial is being run by the senate they're doing it in accordance with the united with america's constitution so how is it unconstitutional mm-hmm. See, that doesn't make any fucking sense. The the Democrats in the Congress are still trying to control the narrative and how the trial in the Senate will be uh, will be run. Yeah, they, they will try to do that. The, they want to set the show up for themselves. That's exactly what they're trying to do. 
They're wanted to go yeah, their no, way, no, not the so right way, just their way. Only forty-two, I thought. Yeah, that's what I thought too. They're sending all the guns and all the fucking retards are going in this round. Yeah, and, I mean, and Ned really, really stupid. Schiff and is Schiff running the whole. Yeah, Schiff is in charge. Yeah, how the of fuck the, they the wind up getting? How they wind up getting them gigs? You know what they do? Suck off Nancy. You know, Jesus. Rather, I'd rather not have no. that image in my head. It was too it was too much. For my eyes. Well, I'm, I'm sorry to. I'm socks. sorry to. I'm my sorry eyes. to ruin your adulthood. Okay, I'm sorry to ruin your adulthood. <laughs> <laughs> like I put it, Nancy Pelosi talks her own pussy. Nancy Pelosi talks her own pussy, and it makes suggestions to her. Trust me, it's got teeth. Yeah. I was told. Uh, but that's what, how much sense she makes. She makes no sense with the whole media stated. But anyway, yeah, man, it's it, this is going to get chaotic and it's going to get retarded. It's good. I think they're playing on court. What Thursday? Tomorrow? No, the, 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 tomorrow? the impeachment trial is going to start next Tuesday. Next, okay, that's right. Next Tuesday. That's right. I'm sorry. That's right. Well, she finally now, got him over there. I, I, I wonder if she's second guessing herself now. Well, should I not done that, or should I done it? It's all look at the motley fucking Mark. Radio's here. All right, Mark. Well, gentlemen, Texas Intercourse Radio. Yeah, Intercourse, baby. Let's have some sex (laughs) with Nancy Pelosi. Let's follow our Nadler. And while we're at it, let's suck on our humor. Who's going to bring the grease for Nancy? She's pretty dried out, bro. Nah, man. I'll just spit on it before I get in her. Actual grease. You're going to hit her spit a lot. That instrument's blowing dust out of it. Looks like a (laughs) sawmill coming up. Dude, when Nancy throws the grease. You know what I mean? I mean, this is a trust me. It, when it, it's when Nancy blows queefs, it's sucky. Yeah, but what's funny about this whole thing? All right, it ain't going nowhere. No. When you throw a fishing line out and you just throw off the hook with no bait, what are you gonna catch? There ain't no bait on the fucking line. A stick. We all know it. I don't catch a stick. It's a stick fish. Yeah. Stick fish, you don't <laughs> catch seaweed. Yeah. Algae. Worthless. I mean, goddamn, we caught worthless. enough fucking algae and stick fish. It started with Russian collusion where we caught a big it's fat a nothing fish bird. On yeah. Not fish sticks. That sounds like a like an ice cream or a drink. Give me a give me two Russian collusions and uh with nuts. Uh yeah. <laughs> Yeah, fondle my Nattlers while I while I pound the Pelosi. Yeah, yeah. turn around and fucking wipe yeah. my shoe. Uh, excuse me. With a whole bunch excuse of excuse me, bartender. Could I get could I get a couple of a couple of collusions and uh, 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 uh oh yeah. And, uh, uh, by the way, my, my this lady here wants 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 a hot Nattler. Hot Nattler. You know what else they want? They want a FISA fucking straight on the rocks, man. 
Oh yeah. Yeah. Dude, I wonder where a good place where I can get my Adler's wax set. You guys know any good places? You help me out that. Yeah. I'll do it for you, bro. Well, you're sweet, man. I didn't know you waxed Nadler. Sweet. Sure, why not, sweet. man? I'd I'd like to wax Nadler, to be honest with you. I'd like to fucking uh-huh. punch him in the fucking face. Uh-huh. Him and, and fucking bullshit and fucking fucking dust dust farm sawmill Pelosi. You know, not to it's change all... subjects, I got a, I, I got one for you guys. It's a funny one. Me and a buddy of mine was talking the other day about bidets. You know, them asshole washers that you got in your toilet, you know, that wash your asshole. And I said, yeah, I got one. And he goes, oh, you do? I said, yep, yep, sure do. I said, it's got pre-soak, it's got soap wash, it's got foaming brush, and it's got spot-free rinse. <laughs> Ron, I, I, fucking bet, I bet your toilet does have one of them motherfuckers. I bet you got the cleanest asshole in fucking the whole United States. Yes, I do. Yes, I do. I do. Absolutely. It does everything from every type of washing cycle you want, even enema if you want it. You can get her done. Yep. <laughs> I, could just, I could just see. I could just. See. You know something? I, I, get her done. You're only going to see toilets like that. Very wealthy. You know that, don't you? You're only going to see What's those that? in the house of a very wealthy or affluent. You know, uh-huh. toilets that that spray water up your ass. So you whoa, get a whoa, nice whoa, clean did you ass. Say affluent? Yes, I, I, George, I have one of those in my house. I do have one of those. Wait, you said affluent? Uh, let, let, me, let, let me put it this way. I actually saw one of those in a bathroom once, and I walked in and I said, I think I'll hold it till I get home. Yeah, well, when I first got <laughs> it, I thought it was a water fountain. Hey, hold on, I, I did one. I did a job up there when I did electrical work for a buddy of mine. He's a journeyman electrician, another master on the job. And uh, I walked into the bathroom, and I'm fixing to put the fucking plugs and the switches in the bathroom, right? In the city, city toilets, right? And I punched one of them, and this fucking stream of water come up, okay? And I said, I said, man, come over here. Goddamn plumber done, done fucked up his goddamn pipe. He got him crossed. I'd never seen uh-huh. one of them things in my entire life. It's the first time I've ever seen one. And I thought, you've got to be kidding me. I fucking laugh. I still remember that, that, that goddamn 25 years ago. Well, you guys want to hear something really funny? And you, I don't know. Some of you guys might know this guy. Some of you might not. Do you guys you guys remember Andy Williams, the singer? Andy Williams? Yeah, Can I remember, remember him? Williams. Well, Andy Williams, right. Well, anyway, you know, he had a theater here in Branson for years. He's one of the number one entertainers, all that shit. Well, a buddy of mine's a plumber. And he was telling me he was up at uh, L&J Plumbing Supply picking up some parts for a job he's on. And Andy Williams' wife came in there and bought a bidet. All right? She bought one. And she was telling the guy you – know, he, he was standing right next to her. But she's telling the guy behind the desk why she's buying this bidet was for her dog. All right? And they're putting it out in their barn with their horses. Okay? Because the dog will only drink water out of the bidet in the house. It will not drink water out of nothing else but that thing. So they're putting this in a barn for her dog to drink out of it while they're riding their horses. Ain't that nice? Andy Williams, the singer. Yeah, the dog won't drink out of nothing but a bidet. When you when you can afford to do something that stupid, you do it. Yeah, well, I, I guess mean, so. Here, here's the thing, though, guys. If you ship your pants, man, there's nothing better than a bidet. 
I'm telling you. I mean, come on. Why hold it? Why hold it when you got a washer? When I got That's this it. thing, okay, I'm going to ask a really good why question wait, here. Why wait? How wait, hold why wait? Why wait? Hold on, hold on. I got to ask this question. How the fuck did we get on this really shitty topic in the first place? It's a shitty topic, <laughs> first of all. Well, if you got a solid with... log, you shake it down your pants like and drop it in the yard, and you're okay. Don't worry about it. You know, go on. Yeah, well, but it's you know, rough, we don't always have a solid log. Sometimes, sometimes it's a little bit. It's a little bit. Sometimes it's runny, and it, sometimes it's messy. Well, kind of like it starts out as a plug, it comes out as a gusher. That's just because the plug, you know. Yeah, man. Plug, but, First yeah. of all, the the log comes out, and then it's. <laughs> you know, yeah. that's kind of like that's kind of like Russian collusion and. And impeachment right. and fucking yeah and and god damn right dude. exactly it all it's all the same man you, know, it's you like thought when it you, was you a solid dirt. fucking turd you know you thought it you're was farting a okay guys I, 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 I think we I think we've exhausted the tur the turd com- the turd topic okay let's get back on track here Jesus I'm not gonna sit here and oh, talk shit should- all night. I Cherokee roast, but when you start talking about you know Democrats charging those leads in the shit, yeah, there you go. What can what can we say, man? It ain't our fault. Yeah, don't well, blame us. I mean, this. it's but to to go to the extent of talking about pajays and toilets that can squirt water up your ass. I mean, first of all, if I need an anima, I will get a fucking anima. Okay, <laughs> simple as that. Well, you can always um, we could change it into maybe that's what the Congress needs. Hey, guys, you know, I just thought of this. Maybe that's what the Congress needs. Maybe they need a good, strong anima. You know? Who needs anima? A really potent anima. anima. <laughs> uh, you got some of your chat room, Cherokee Rose, in, in the chat room here. She's trying to figure out the app about mm-hmm. that heart thing. Yeah. What does the heart mean? What does it mean? You know? Well, it's kind of like the heart is is similar to a like on Facebook in a way because uh, the more hearts a host gets the of a show the you know the 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 better it is uh, for you know for the hosts um, uh, you know because people see that and they're like oh wow it's a really well liked show cool. Well, if he gets 20 hearts, he gets a free bidet. <laughs> oh, brother. <laughs> you nice get a lot there, bidet. Mark. I really appreciate and that. Bidet, oh, bidet, shit. But out. Uh, yeah. It is a camel bidet. Here's a quick a question. camel bidet oh, keeps the doctor away. On these, on these <laughs> bidet things, okay, once it, once it washes and and polishes and all this stuff. How does it dry? You know, you still got a wet ass, right? So how does it dry? Well, uh, you hang it on. Uh, uh, you hang it on the line. Drip dry, baby. Drip dry. That's it. Yeah. Put I think it, you got a drip dry in your You could use a hot camel Hey, I'm an electrical engineer. In gun, you're a master electrician. We could come up with something called a blow dryer to blow dry your ass. Uh, yeah, that's what I was thinking. Maybe under, under the rim. Blow dry that motherfucker. Yeah, and un- under the rim. And puff it. Blow dry. Exactly. Yeah, you know, you have, asshole in town. Yeah, yeah you have a you yeah. have a double double rim on it, and you have one one is the water, one is the air, and you got your little air dryer. Get a, get, 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 get no, guys, on there. 
I got it, guys. Use a fucking windmill to dry your ass. <laughs> That's right. Slice, dice, and julienne. <laughs> Do it. We just got to put it turbo mode. You know, you know. Oh, turbo yeah. Mode. Hyperdrive. Hyperdrive. Uh-huh. Jet propulsion. Yeah. <laughs> Instant drive. Boop. It's over. Oh, you Wait. could use infrared targeting on the asshole to make it very dry. Lock in sensor to target, yes. Yes, lock in target. Yeah. You know, I, I could, yeah, with you a, know something? I, 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 I could safely say this without fear of contradiction. They probably, I, I wouldn't be surprised if the United States Navy had one of those toilets in, in, in their latrines that spray that shot water up the ass. I mean, you, you would think that in the Navy you would, you know, you you wouldn't mind something like that because you're around water anyway. So what the fuck, you know? Well, no, salt water might hurt your ass off. You got a cut on it. Might hurt. Uh, <laughs> well, uh, before Paul uh, in the chat room takes off, uh, Paul. Uh, Thanks for dropping in. Uh, come on back in. You know, we're, we're, I'm here four nights a week at 11 p.m. Eastern Time, 10 Central, and 8 Pacific. So come on down. Enjoy the fun. What more can you ask for? And he already left. Crap. Mm-hmm. Oh, well. I can't wait all, I guess, you know. <clears throat> but, you know, th- there's... There's um, there's now you know getting getting on the on the political realm with the with the gun issue. Now uh, the Virginia governor has has declared a state of emergency and ban- and temporarily bans weapons from the capital. Well, that means the cops can't have me either, then, damn it. Security, none of them. I don't know. I don't know what's going on with that. I have no idea why that is, but... Holy shit, Batman. I don't know if I'm going to have a show Friday night or not. Why? I might not have no internet. I might not have no internet. we got ice storm. I'm heading our way. Thanks, Gun. You're one hell of a friend. Uh, they're saying starting may not tomorrow may, night. It may not be his fault. You know, it could be coming from the other direction. It always comes from Texas, man. Always. They hate us. Well, I don't see how that's that's going to be possible. They had 78 degrees today. Yeah, well, we had uh, we had 64 degrees today, which wasn't bad. It was you know well, t-shirt well, weather on. actually. Well, hold on, guys. Uh, first of all, George Paul, Paul Isaac, that joined your chat room, came from my show mm-hmm. earlier. I told him to come tune in and listen to where I where I met uh, uh, Ron Reck from, and my crazy political friends. And and Paul's Paul's a cool cool dude. He does legitimately have to be up. He's on business right now, staying at a hotel, and uh, he has to be up at four a.m. like legitimately, or he would he would stay tuned in. Because he just texts me and he goes, mm. dude, these guys are fucking great. I'm going to have to tune in again. 
So Paul's a cool dude, yep. just so you know. Trying to turn a new listener on to your you uh, show, dude. Yeah, I appreciate that. Appreciate that, man. You know, um, I, 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 I was. I'm glad. I'm glad you told them we're, you know, we're a nice bunch of guys and all that good stuff because I certainly don't want people getting scared off because, I mean, uh, let's face it, life is scary enough. You come here, Fuck, you, I'm you scared might off get all a good laugh. What the fuck are you talking about? I always get ran off this goddamn show. Hey, wait. You know uh, you know the Australian saying good day, mate? Well, we got uh, a new saying for we got a new saying for your show, George. It's good day, mate. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. Throw another shrimp on the barbecue. Oh, that's just Ouch, man. This is, a major. this is a knife. Look here, mate. This is a knife. <laughs> oh, shit, man. Come on, Mark. Bidet, Bob, mate. Man. Yeah, yeah, man. Bidet, mate. Throw another ship on the Bobby. <laughs> oh, shit. You know, it's oh, shit. Anyway, Cherokee Rose, so, where are you from, dear? What part of the country are you from? She's in your chat room, George. Nice lady. Oh yeah, I know, and and she's a, she's a friend of mine on Facebook. Oh, she is she's a friend of mine. You. Okay, now I get it. Don't, right, I'm good. Uh, don't listen to Ron Reck. He's he's he, he's 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 a he's an old an old curmudgeon that just doesn't you know. He doesn't he doesn't he doesn't like the fact that I'm that I'm popular. Oh, I don't know about that. Okay. But, you know. I don't care. I mean, really. Jesus Christ, y'all love pop- each other. Oh, I, I hate George. I hate his guts. I hate him. He tries to outdo me all the time and, you know, beats up on me, abuses me. I should get a restraining order against him. Then you'd be a liberal. I'm thinking, yeah. They're, really, they're funny. They do silly shit. I like them. They're fucking hilarious. <laughs> they are some retardos. Hey, listen. I, I look at it like this. There, there's, there, there's a there's a fine line that that all of us cross at some point in our in our life. I still have yet to, to try and see where that fine line is because. Every time I turn around, I gotta put on my damn glasses just to just to read a pill bottle. Cause you're an old man, dude. You're an old geezer. It was like yeah. that before I got in my fifties. So. Uh, you're putting yeah, you're done. You're done. The, the teeth, the hair, it's all going out. It's fucking old, grandpa. What the fuck is wrong with my hair? I still got hair. Not much. Oh no! Did you get a hold of Hans Climb hair club. I got put my fucking shit in a ponytail, huh? I got I got a new saying. You ain't got shift, boy. That's right. That's right. Fried taters. It's a fried taters. Hey, fellas. I really appreciate that. Charge is called the aging process. We know that. 
you know, so. Uh, by the way, uh, Cherokee Rose did answer your question, Ron. Yeah, I see that. I see that. Yeah. Um, Phoenix. Okay. So what's this yawning about? So, so what are you doing with your teeth? Matter of fact, are they pulling them all out, or what? What? What happened with you? Uh, only, what only, if, you? only, uh, only if you have to come out. Not, not, not a whole shitload. Are they fucked up pretty bad? And originally, huh? They fucked up that bad? Yeah. Okay. Well, there you go. The the rest. The, the rest, most of my teeth are in, are in, are in, are not in that bad a shape. They're not in the greatest shape, but they're not in that bad a shape uh, where they have to be pulled. But uh, I've got like four more that have to come out. A total of seven teeth have to be pulled. God damn! Fuck, yeah. man, that sucks. What uh, what was supposed to be three teeth today was only two teeth. Uh-huh. All right. Why would they stop? Found one no, of the called the, bad. The dental surgeon took one look at uh, look at the side that the dentist said would be three teeth, and he said, "No, it's not. No, I don't see where you need to have a th- three teeth pulled on this side. It's it's two teeth, not three. He well, I you know, I I, I didn't see my dentist last week. He, yeah, so, I'll tell, I'll tell you a, what though. My dentist is a, it was an interesting experience. This is my first time ever having teeth extracted. Oh yeah. You know. Yeah. Well. And ain't nothing to it, really. Being on blood thinners, mm-hmm. I'm spitting blood like you wouldn't believe. I bet. I'll tell you what, man. But I, when, I ain't looking feel forward better to the next time. Yeah. Well, my dentist is a woman. All right. And she's. A sweet lady, really nice, young girl, you know. And I, I just laid in the chair last week, and so I just want them all pulled out. And she looks at me, she goes, what? And I said, yeah, I just want them all pulled out. And she says, why? I said, I'm tired of brushing them. She says, Ron, you got perfect teeth. Why would you want to do that? I said, I don't have perfect teeth. I'm, these two front are fake, man. <clears throat> you remember? They pulled them out. Oh, yeah, that's right. You did. Then she's taught me about doing those uh Fucker called where they drill holes in your in your your fucking jawbone implants. I'm like, mm-hmm. no, I don't think. No, I was I, no, I no, mentioned no, no. that. Um, I talked about those. Um, a friend of mine in twelve step recovery. He was he was he was my sponsor at one time. Uh, man has you know passed away years ago, but the guy had he had his teeth. All his teeth had to come out. All of them. They had to come out. There was no way around it. So he gets, but he goes in sessions. Right. Gets some some pulled one day, then some pulled another day, and then the final set, the final day. Like it was a three set, a three trip deal. So he kept saying that through it all, he said, he says to me, George, I when I get these dental implants these permanent implants, I am mm-hmm. going to have a pork chop dinner. I looked at him. I said, pork chop uh-huh. dinner? Why not a steak dinner? You know? Nice London broil. <clears throat> he goes, oh, no, 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 no. 
I have been I have been dying for for a couple of well cooked, well made pork chops for a long time, and this is what I'm going to have. I said, okay. Well, I was a volunteer with the VA hospital at the time because he was a veteran, and I would go with him on each trip. Those dental implants, they're nice. Problem. I was talking to my dentist today about that. And he said, you could get the dental implants. He says, one of the downsides to it is, you're, as you grow older, the jaw, the bones in your mouth, you know, the, the jawbone and, and, and so forth, mm-hmm. start to get soft as you age. Mm-hmm. And once mm-hmm. that happens, and they're weak from being drilled out. Yes. Mm-hmm. So I said, well, what would you recommend? He says, George, if you had to have all the remaining, all of your remaining teeth taken out and you had to have anything, I would suggest mm-hmm. just going with the old standby dentures. Mm-hmm. Yeah. At least with dentures, you, you, you can get those updated to to and 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 taken care of so that your they fit your mouth the way they're supposed to right right and it's cheaper than dental implants right. and I'm thinking I'm, I'm on well, my way back home and I'm thinking to myself I am not getting den- no dentures I'm, it's not time for that yet yeah partials maybe <clears throat> but full it's not quite there yet tomorrow. Yeah, I, I had a friend of mine get some dental implants for $34,000. Like, ain't no fucking way. She had all of them done. And she's like in her middle 50s. I was like, you're crazy. You're just out of your fucking mind. She actually refinanced her house to I'm get them. fucking dentures. $34,000 to have implants put in. Yeah. I'm getting dentures. Yeah, well, I just, I said, I, I just told her, I said, man, you're just, you're fucking crazy. You know, at her age, I think she's like 57 years old. You know what I mean? 57, 58. How come they, how, how come they just can't get, take you to like a hacksaw blade and just, you know, make your teeth out of some hacksaw blades, upper and lower? It'd be the same thing, right? <laughs> I guess so, Gun, but I, I, I couldn't see you spend that kind of money on teeth. That ain't no fucking way. But matter of fact, I did one time, you know, I got an estimate. It's called Dentures and Dental Someplace. I had a toothache issue going on, and they tried to sell me this package deal to get my teeth pulled. My teeth don't need to be pulled. I, you know, except the front two I had to get pulled because I had an AFib deal that hit me on my heart. <clears throat> but anyway, because they were loose, you know, and the simple fact is they could not do it unless they pulled the teeth. They had, couldn't kick me back in a rhythm. Anyway, so they pulled my front teeth out. I'm like, fuck, this sucks, you know. Um, but then, of course, I got, you know, the, the, the whatever denture thing. You know, they don't call it a denture. They call it something else, but anyway, partial. You know, which works fine. I'm cool. I look the same as I did before, but, you know, but in, you know, pops in, pops out, no big deal. And I can eat with them. So that's no big deal. Fuck it. But anyway, this motherfucker was trying to sell me a package deal. All right. And all my teeth being pulled out and putting snaps in, these in, implant snaps. They wanted $7,000 for that gig. You know, that was the teeth and the snaps installed and all that shit. It's where you don't use a, a denture or glue or nothing like that. You just snap them on these, like, you know, fucking snaps. Like you have on your, you know, your jacket snaps, you know, your, your pants snap. 
Like, fuck no. I don't want nothing implanted on my body like that shit. I don't want that shit. Pearl snap teeth, boy. That's Texas as fuck. That, that's what they mean by permanent <laughs> dental implants, Ron. No, 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 no. That is not a permanent implant. No, no. The, the the woman I know that had that one for the 34 gram, these are, they are permanent. They drill a hole for each fucking tooth in your jaw. And you thread them in there. That's, that's a permanent dental implant. That is. But no, the thing that's I the same thing my friend had. Snaps. But no, but the snaps are not permanent, George. That's a different setup. Over the setup, man. They drill tooth. Yeah, they snap in like a like you snap them yeah. in, man. We got them here in Texas. They're called pearl snap right. teeth. Right, but I'm talking but permanent implant teeth are where they put each individual tooth in your jawbone. That's permanent shit. That can't run. That kind of yeah, Ron, that, that kind of reminds me of, you know, well, the electrician and everything. You know what a lead anchor is? You know how you drill the right. hole in the concrete and you drive this fucking lead anchor in, you take you take your boat right. and bolt it into it? That's what it reminds right. me of. God. Ooh, it makes yeah, me. right. Yeah. That, you're right. That's what it's like. Exactly. Exactly. Ooh. That's exactly what they fucking do. Yeah. Well, Crazy we started, shit, huh? We start, hold on, guys. We started with impeachment. Now we're in teethment. Yeah. Should we go next? Heart, heart, heart conditions or childbirth? What's next? Well, I think we should. How go about back I decide we go to next? I am the. Well, we done bypassed you, George. We done bypassed. But day, mate. Well, I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what. And I'm not joking here. I'll. <laughs> I'll decide. This what, is a square table discussion now, George. It's a square table discussion now. It's after midnight. No, it ain't. Fuck. It is your time though. <laughs> I love fucking with George. I get all pissed in a minute. Keep it up, Ron. What? Keep it up, Ron. That we said. <laughs> uh, I I think we're getting to a point where we're trying to. I have the power. Remember that. Unmuted. Oh, you muted me, you fucker. Oh, okay. All right. I have to well, I just wanted you to I just wanted you to remember who's in charge here. I'm still in charge here. <laughs> oh, so so in other words, you can you can actually turn the turn your mic back on if I do this. Okay, if you're in charge, then you should have the switchboard in front of you and you can unmute your own mic. One Two, three, four. No, he can't do it himself, so that means he's not in charge. See, folks. I'm still in charge. I didn't <laughs> want to be heard, so I wasn't heard. See, I still win. God damn it. Uh, you were on mute, sucker, so don't even try that shit. <laughs> I've got the switchboard, not you. So I don't care. It. I don't give a shit. It's after midnight in New York. Yes, it is. You told me, but I'm in charge of this show every night when it starts and when until it ends. So there. Well, God, why are you so mental about? It? We're talking about childbirth. What the fuck? I guess we should talk about breastfeeding now. How about we go back to the original topic before we before we get too far off the beaten path, which is what I brought up early in, in the beginning of the night. Okay, I do have a impeachment. 
in teaching. Are we on that square table discussion now? Finally, back to that. We are on the round table discussion on Firefox News Online, and that's what we call it here. Okay. So shut but up, after Ron. That, but after that, can we go to octagon table after that, please? No, we'll still be on round table there, sir. Sorry. Damn it. Damn, damn no fun around it no more. I told you. Well, right. the, the, the big cheese is sitting in the, in the host chair. So there. Ha-ha. Hey, you look like a big fucking well, cheese. I guarantee you that. And a toothless one. Don't you hate me? Well, not to, not totally toothless. Not totally toothless. What, what, is, what is that thing? At the way things are going, I may be, but not yet. What, what do they call it? Uh, Stevie's on the disagree. phone line with us, guys. Who? Stevie. Oh. Where's the geek at? Or Greek? Hi, Stevie. Where's uh, Mike at? I sent him a text message, a Facebook message, and we're waiting. Oh, okay. Hello, Stevie. How you doing? Hello. Tired. Uh, I know that feeling. That's why. That's why in less than two hours I'm going to be off the air, because after dealing, after getting teeth extracted today. I'm too tired to to even deal with this shit for very, for I'm much longer. Right past that, uh, and of all again? people, you got to deal with that damn rotten crack, that bastard. That guy's a hard fucking guy to deal with. Come on, shut up! I couldn't hear her. She broke up. Now shut up. Hold on a minute. Wait your turn. <laughs> I said I'm surprised you're even here tonight. Well, I've I've actually done this broadcast with a really bad case of the flu. I sounded like a you know like a backed up sink, but I had a really bad case of the flu. I had 101 fever, chills, the whole line. I mean, I had the whole gambit range of the flu that night. And when all was said and done, Stevie, as soon as I got off the air and I shut down everything, I walked right into my bedroom and fell right onto the bed. When I opened my eyes, it was I've broad daylight. I've seen George do this show with him Royal flare up like, no, tomorrow he still did the show. He's a trooper. <laughs> you what, you dumbass? You ain't seen that shit. So stop acting like you're Mr. Proctology. I've seen the flame I, all the way from fucking Missouri. Why are you looking at George's asshole? Uh, what was that, Stevie? Good day, mate. Good day. I was about to ask, why are you looking at George's asshole? That's what I'd like to know. They said it was the eighth wonder of the world. I had to see it. It was a sideshow at Barman Bailey. They said it was a one-eyed wonder. We're, we're we're seeing a we're seeing a side of Ron Rick that he doesn't that he does not want to admit. He's he's one he's one of those nice guys. If he's looking at my if he's yeah. looking at my ass, the bro, the brother's got a problem. Yeah. I'm apparently one sick motherfucker. Well, hey, listen, I've been saying that for years. 
Where have you been? <laughs> all right, all right, all right, all right. Listen, we all know that Bill de Blasio is a dumbass, right? Well, it looks like he's, a, he's still a dumbass. And worse, a developer paid de Blasio-linked lobbyist lawyers for East Village petition. This is the Washington this is the New York Post article. Well, apparently a new a developer paid an ethic an ethically tar, an ethically teared city hall lobbyist and the law firm that defended Mayor Bill de Blasio against pay to play allegations to press the administration for permission to expand a 10-story office tower in the East Village. Now, the Landmarks Preservation Commission, whose 11-member all-mayoral appointees approved plans by Real Estate Equities Corp. to enlarge a building at at 3rd Street at 3 St. Excuse me, 3rd... Let me try that again, folks. Three St. Mark's Place that's 20% larger than limits allowed by the area's current zoning laws. The plan was approved in June, although the $200,000 the developer paid to de Blasio lobbyist James Capilano and the law firm Kramer, Kramer Levin Nathalis and Frankel were not reported in the press. Capilano paid a $40,000 settlement to a state ethics watchdog in 2018 for improper contributions to de Blasio's since-shuttered campaign for One New York. Meanwhile, the mayor still owes Kramer Levin $300,000 $300,000 for defending him against pay-to-play allegations. So the project began in the city's lengthy land review process known as ULURP. And this was last month. The plan was voted down at first review point. The local community board, which said it would not be harmonious, with the character of the neighborhood. In other words, it would have made the neighborhood look like shit. It's still awaiting a public hearing and vote by the city planning commission, a specific target of the lobbyists, according to city records. Hmm, okay. So basically... This whole, this whole thing's going to slap them right in the face. It's gonna it's gonna slap it's gonna slam De Blasio, who at one time was running for president. Thank God he bailed out because he, he nobody wanted his ass. But you know this is the kind of stuff that can happen in major cities across America. You know, where you have corrupt politicians basically accepting. Uh, a little under the table money to get things 
past get things built. And this is a Democrat mayor of a major metropolitan city. Okay. You see where this is going, folks? The, the, the left, is at, at, whether at the state level or the federal level, is doing everything it can to fuck us from behind the scenes. But when it comes out in the wash, they have to scramble to figure out how to make it not sound so bad. They sugarcoat it. There you go. Mm, pretty much, yeah. Pretty much, yeah. But Gunslinger, I, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta think that, you know, De Blasio had to have known this would come out, come out eventually. You know. They they just so bold now. They don't really give a fuck. But yeah, they knew. I, absolutely, he knew. Uh, you damn right, he knew. Okay, he may be stupid, but he ain't. Well, he is stupid. <laughs> There's lots of levels of stupid. He's pretty down there on the low end of the totem pole. But yeah, but see how bold and in your face they are now. They really don't care. Yeah, we're gonna do it. We're gonna do this. We're gonna try to take your guns. Yeah, good luck on that one. <laughs> Go ahead. Well, I, I think the um, the reality of this is if De Blasio's got lobbyists that are that are working with him to kind of shove things under the table. Imagine what it's like in on Capitol Hill right now. You know. You can just imagine how much on a more grand scale things are on Capitol Hill. And that's what Ron uh, said. Go ahead. I'm just going to say that's what Ron was talking about. It's going. It, this is going to be the shaking and the making there when it comes November. It's that's. I think that's like he said. I think that's when the shit's going to hit the shifts. The shifts, there's no doubt, more than one, is going to hit the fan. And this is one of them big old fucking squirrel cages, okay, you know, capable of a lot of spitting out a lot of shift. I wouldn't want to be in front of that shift. Hmm. Good. Hmm. No, agreed. Gentlemen. Any other thoughts? Yeah, I've got a thought. Gentlemen, I have to sign off. It has been a long day. It was supposed to be my day off, and it was a day of work, but I wanted to tune in. Love you guys. Y'all have fun. I will catch you on the next broadcast. This is Texas Internet Radio All right, signing Mark. out. All night, right, guys. Mark, you have a good one, brother. Have a good night, man. That's uh, Mark Vose of Texas Internet Radio. And... Uh, He'll be back next time. Count on it. Something tells me he won't stay away more than a day. Ah, but we do have his lovely other half sitting on the phone line with us, waiting patiently to say, Will you guys talk about something else? I'm falling asleep here. 
now I'm driving. Oh God. You you know, there 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 there's there's driving under the influence, there's driving while intoxicated, there's and all this other stuff. Folks, they're gonna add a new charge to our driving lives. It's gonna be driving while listening. And then they'll get more specific. Yes, she was driving while listening. Listening to that guy from New York with the big mouth and the microphone. Well, they might let it pass because it's the guy from New York. Ah, good point. Good point. (laughs) Well, check this out, everybody. A federal judge ruled in favor of President Trump and the administration in regards to family se- in regards to the family separation case. That's right. According to the information I have here, a San Diego judge ruled Monday that the Trump administration was acting within the law in separating more than 900 children at the border. based on their parents being deemed unfit or dangerous. U.S. District Judge Dana Sabra previously ruled the administration must locate and reunite children separated from their parents after the controversial controversial zero-tolerance policy was first announced in the spring of 2018. Now, the American Civil Liberties Union had argued that the allegations against parents was dubious and based on minor offenses and asked Sabra to, in July, to rule on the legality in separating 911 children since he halted the practice in 2018. It is an, inv- it is an invitation that is potentially massive in scope, invades an area that is particularly within the province of the executive branch to secure the nation's border, and goes beyond this court's class certification and preliminary injunction orders, which were focused on the administration's practice of separating families at the border for the purpose of deterring immigration and failing to reunite and, excuse me, to reunify those families, Sabral wrote in a 26-page decision. He said that he didn't find any evidence the administration was abusing its power. Under zero tolerance, the administration began prosecuting all those suspected of crossing the border illegally. The resulting, which was, it was, bleh, try again, George, resulting in children being separated from their detained parents. However, Sabra said in a 90-minute DNA test, Sabra said a 90-minute DNA test must be used when there is doubt the adult is the child's parent. Now, the ACLU attorney, Lee, 
Gellerant said in a statement after the ruling, the court strongly reaffirmed that the Trump administration bears the burden if it attempts to separate families based on an accusation that the adult is not the child's parent. We are evaluating the decision to determine next steps on how to ensure that children are not separated from their parents based on minor infractions. The Justice Department has not yet commented on the ruling. Okay, so here's, here's the bottom line. This court ruled in favor of the Trump administration in separation cases because obviously there is no issue here. Now, the, the one set, per, the sentence in this whole thing kind of puts one of the articles of impeachment to shame. And that is, the judge didn't find any evidence the administration was abusing its power. Remember, folks, one of the articles of impeachment is abuse of power. How can you have abuse of power when a federal judge found no abuse of power? In one of the in, in one instance, if he's not abusing his power in one instance, he's not abusing it across the board. At least that's the logical, rational thinking in this in this whole situation, which seems to make more sense. So let me start with Stevie on this. You know, ladies first. Um, the issue of, 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 the, of immigration and the border, uh, southern border, has, has, has been a big talking point for a long time, since going back to shortly after he came down the escalator. Is this a big win for the Trump administration? And how do you see it going forward uh, with future immigration cases? Cut out a little bit. Can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. Go ahead. Okay. So, on the whole situation, my viewpoint is this, okay? Whether you are immigrant or you are a U.S. citizen, I don't give a shit. If you are driving around with a child, I'm just going to use this example, drunk, high, whatever, and you get arrested... What do they do with that child? They have to detain the child. Okay, because you're being detained for doing something fucking stupid. So Mm -hmm. because you're being detained, that kid's not going to go to jail with you because that's a dangerous situation. So they're going to make sure that that child is in a very safe situation to where they're taken care of, they have food, they're not having to worry about the other thugs that are in the jail or whatever. So if you do that with a U.S. citizen who did something stupid and they're going to jail, why is it not okay to do it to somebody who's coming over here illegally where most 
likely the child that is with them is not there. See, and 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 that and Stevie, in that I agree. The the, the whole problem with the southern border, with all these people bringing children across the southern border, has been how many of these are actual families, how many of these are just illegals who are handed children or snatching children to cross the border illegally, because there are a lot of children that came across that southern border and died because they were left behind. Or And it was found out later that they weren't even, their parents were still in Mexico. The child was raped and abused and neglected and just used as a pawn to get over if they get caught. And and unfortunately, that's that's exactly what's happening. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, you're, you're you, you and you, Mark and Gunslinger live in Texas. You're in a border state, so you yeah. you guys probably hear more about this shit than than I would. And I being being I'm up here in the Northeast. Yeah. So th- there's probably case after case going on on a regular basis, and we're oh, not yeah. just talking, you know with the children being separated from their families, mind you. Because then, then it goes even further. What, what about the, 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 the ranchers who have property close to the southern border? Uh-huh. And they have to sit well, out there then, with, with, with rifles, handguns, the works, just so they can work their, 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 uh, their, their farms, their ranches. Yep. You know? And then, then, then all of a sudden you get these people coming across with children. Yep. Yep. But then there's situations. I have a couple of friends who are police officers, you know, surrounding in Texas, fire department, you know, first responder. And San Marcos, which is central Texas, we are a We are not just like you throw a rock and you're over the border and then you're in San Marcos. No. We are hours away from the border, and they are still finding, like, at the border, you see the trees with the underwear or the shirts that are in it that mark their trophies. They're finding these trees in San Marcos, and they're starting to figure out that the guys, women, whoever, who are making it past the border and not getting caught are in central Texas and they're 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 doing so much horrible shit and they're starting to figure out how they're getting there and and what what their motive is okay we made it to central Texas this is our next step but they're still using these kids to get what they need done. There was a picture I saw the other day of a three-month-old in a baby carrier, okay, which is 
not suspicious at all. You guys, you know, you have a three-month-old. You're not going to go on a plane without a baby carrier, right? So a three-month-old mm-hmm. in the baby carrier, well, they do the whole TSA search, will come to find out this baby had a brick of heroin <clears throat> taped to him on his back. So it wouldn't be suspicious. Wow. So he's laying with a taped brick <clears throat> of heroin on his back so nobody would know. Oh, what a cute baby. And that's the only thing they would say. I mean, you wouldn't think of, you know, somebody taping a brick of heroin. Right? Look, I'll tell you something right now. I saw somebody who was strung out on heroin, and they're getting ready to shoot up. If I could get to them quick enough, I'd grab that needle out of their hand, throw it the fuck away, then grab them by the throat and say, listen, if you want to kill yourself, I've got a perfect solution for you, motherfucker. I'll just close off your windpipe, and that'll be the end of it. You don't have to worry about overdosing on that shit. I'll be happy to give you exactly what you want. If that's what you okay. want. You're, you're, you're going off of, of, you know, heroin. In Texas, it's more meth. Okay? Well, I'm, I'm using heroin as an example. I mean, meth is even, no, is even I, worse than, than, than that. Oh, yeah. And, and it's so much easier to get a hold of. But where we live, okay, where my parents live. Prime example, freaking hilarious, but horribly sad at the same time. The neighborhood mm-hmm. next to where my parents live, they had to put a fire station in the beginning of that neighborhood because there were so many meth houses blowing up (laughs) that where the original firehouse was at would take them too long to get there. Now that's smarts. Well, I I know a couple of other little secrets that are in there. That's painful. Yeah. It is. And you have, there's a couple of PD that will sit at the fire department and make it look like they're part of the fire department, but they're actually a sheriff. And they're monitoring who's going in, who's going out, um, you know, and then they have their unmarked cars, their little Prius or whatever, that they go around and they figure out, okay, this car's come in this neighborhood three times today. Where are they going? SWAT has come into that neighborhood four times last year. Four times. I know that doesn't seem like a lot for one neighborhood. That's a lot. That is a lot. It's a little too much. You know, that's and it way happens too much. every 
years, over and over and over and over again. They do a SWAT bus, they arrest a whole bunch of people, those people obviously get evicted, other people move in, they start the same shit. Well, I think at this juncture, I think at this juncture, uh, stopping the epidemic, because that's what it is, it's an epidemic, uh, is going to take extraordinary measures. It's almost, it's right on par with deal, as far as I'm concerned, and you know, some may disagree, but I feel it's on the same par or, or, or near the same level as illegal gun sales are on our streets oh, yeah. on a daily basis. Oh, yeah. You know, it's, uh-huh. it's like somebody said to me, you, you want to do crystal meth? You want to do heroin? You want to do this? You want to do that? I got a better solution. Why, not, why, why don't you just go out and buy a 9-millimeter Glock and, bl- and, shoot, and blow your fucking brains out? It'll be a nice quick high, and then you're and then you're gone because you, you you don't have to worry about overdoses and all that shit. And I'm like, that's okay. that's cold, that's a cold hearted thing to say to somebody. And the guy goes, "You might think so, but think about this. He gets high on meth, goes to an illegal gun sale, picks up a gun." And then goes and then goes on a shooting spree. Which would you rather have him do? Shoot up or shoot himself? Question for you. And it's always been a big debate. Is addiction a choice or a disease? Say that again? Is addiction, being addicted to something, is it a choice or is it a disease? Ah, you see now, we I, we had this discussion here on the on the show a while back, and I've been in twelve step recovery for over twenty five years, and it's even been stated and by the American Medical Association that. Alcohol, that addiction to alcohol is a disease, and I and I agree with that assessment. I really do. I didn't choose to become addicted to alcohol. I didn't choose to 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 want to be an alcoholic. I didn't choose to want to drink more, 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 and more every every time I turned around. Wasn't my, my my this disease of alcoholism had me suffering from the disease of more? Okay, so what I ended up doing in one sitting, I drank sixteen ounce cans of, of of beer, case after case after case of stuff until my stomach looked like it was ready to go kablam. I should have died from alcohol poisoning. But guess what? That didn't stop me. My addiction no. said, 
You have to have more. Okay, so can I blow your mind a little bit? Sure. <laughs> so you think you can? It's actually both. It's actually both. And this is why, okay? Your grandfather is an alcoholic. Your father is an alcoholic. You have the gene, okay. which is a disease, okay? Knowing that your grandfather was an alcoholic, your dad was an alcoholic, you know you have that gene. So you make the choice to drink or mess or coke or whatever your addiction is. You make that choice. This is bad for me. And I know that there is a long line of genetics that says there is addiction. And you make that choice to do it, that's how you start your addiction. So it's actually both. Hmm. Very interesting. I get into a lot of debates about that, and a lot of people end up being very mad at me. <laughs> well, I've always, I've always, you see, with me, it, it's, it's, I always look at the, uh, the addictive, the, the addictive personality that I have. Okay, having that, that, that that disease of alcoholism, the disease of more um, for anyone that's never sat in on an open meeting of Alcoholics Anonymous, I strongly recommend it. There are some, there, there are so many different schools of thought and this is, this is the irony of this. There's so many schools of thought people can come up with documentation on, they'll search, they'll do a Google search for this stuff. And find quote unquote experts to back up their their claim. But there's one thing that this gene didn't did not anticipate. If if in fact there is a gene that that that, that dictates the actions of, of of addiction, how come it didn't it wasn't genetically uh, how come it's not genetically predisposed to uh, avoid twelve-step recovery programs that that help a person to to fend off the the the, the cravings of of alcohol and drugs and so forth? How come all of these experts and all of these people that that with all of this research? Never factored that into the equation. See, that's something I never could. I never could figure out. There, there are because people who are trying to convince me. No, we had this discussion right here on the broadcast. And 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 I'll tell you right now, it, it, it at one point it got heated. Hold on a second, gun. It almost it got it started to get heated because 
See, if if I truly believe that it that that I have this gene that controls my every move with my with my disease, I would not have made it to over 25 years of sobriety. I would have relapsed time and time and time and time and time again. <coughs> and there's there's a point where the body just says fuck you and you go to one more relapse but you never make it back because your body just ends up dead. Because you go back so, to the same amount that you were used to in the beginning. But you see, that's if if the addiction is that powerful because of this gene. See what see what I'm saying? Then there's no fear of well, death. Let me let me add one thing real fast. Okay, there there is a trigger mechanism. I don't know what it is because I'm not a research scientist in that area. But on the brief study that I have done on the disorder that I have, I have a rare bone disorder. It's, it's listed in the world's rarest bone disorder database. Go look it up. Okay, it's called HME. All right. There is a – I don't know how it does it, but it is a gene, okay, that was passed from my dad to me, okay, and it's a 50-50 chance that, say, if I have kids – there's a 50-50 chance that that gene will be passed to my kids. They'll either get it or they won't. They've already proven it. But you're talking about okay. a physical ailment, are you not? Well, yes, yeah, but a gene you're is a gene. I mean, it's a, hold, 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 I mean, hold on now. Hold on now. Wait a minute. Back up the bus there, buddy. You're talking about something that, that, is, that is diagnosable as far as a physical illness. Okay? Well, they... Addiction they, they to alcohol out. is not – the disease of alcoholism is diagnosable, yes, but it is not – but the only physicality to it is the phenomenon of craving, where, we, where, where an alcoholic like myself – do you think for one minute I don't want to have a, a nice cold Budweiser right now? Did you, do you honestly think for one minute that – in the summertime, I wouldn't I wouldn't mind having a cold beer once in a blue moon. You know what stops me from doing that? Dead in my tracks, and there is no medication for this for this disease. There is no cure for this disease. You know what stops me? I think back to the day I stopped drinking and I tried to kill a man with my bare hands. I was never a violent drunk, but the day I tried to take a man's life with my bare hands, that was all it took to tell me I can't keep going this path because eventually I'm going to kill somebody or end up dead myself. Trust me. There are some things that, that, that a pill can't cure. I 100% agree with you on that. I do. Okay, um, I am, and we've had this discussion before, where I I know I have an addictive personality. My grandfather was an alcoholic. My aunt, oh my God, is 
just as bad as my grandfather. Um, so I, I know that I have it. And I've also told you my story where I, for my anxiety, I was taking Xanax, and then I got into a car accident, and the pain management doctor was feeding me Norco like candy. So in that, like you're saying, 25 years, you know, you're, you've been sober for 25 years. For me, I refuse to take Xanax. I refuse to let myself get to that point. You know what I mean? But I also have this weird thing with my depression where I am med-resistant. So the medication that they typically use for depression does not work. It actually makes me worse or makes me insane. So how they quote-unquote fixed it was I went through ECTs, which rewired my brain, which has also been shown that ECTs help with alcoholism if you're having the issue of it won't stop. No matter what I've done, I'm still drinking. You know, I keep relapsing. I don't know what to do. It's been proven that ECTs actually help rewire the brain to help with addiction. Hmm. Um, one moment, uh, young lady. I I need to. Uh, something is very wrong here with my setup. And I don't know why, but my video platforms are not. One moment. Okay, so everything is working. I just don't have any idiot lights flashing. Um, yeah, but but you know something, there there, there are there, is, and I've and I've had I've actually encountered this. Okay, um, there are there are AA groups, AA meetings that actually are dual focus. It deals with the alcoholism first, but it also gives gives people an opportunity who deal with mental illness a chance to talk about how both both are are in, are intertwined. Okay, because people who have post traumatic stress disorder and depression, like I do, self medicate. We have a nasty habit of self-medication. And what, what I found out through uh, this uh, dual addiction type of situation where you're a person who is in 12-step recovery, okay, and you're also dealing with a form of mental illness, whether it's PTSD, depression, Whatever. Now you're talking about something that 
where both are 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 basically married to each other. Okay, now you 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 begin to think, okay, so my addictive personality says I suffer from the disease of more. I have to have more booze, more booze, more booze, more booze when I'm actively drinking, right? What pushes that is the depression and the PTSD because I'm 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 looking for a way to self-medicate and and stop feeling the way I'm feeling. Basically, I'm using alcohol, and you being a nurse, you'll love this analogy. I I hope to anesthetize that part of of, of my brain that says. I feel bad. This will help me feel good. Exactly. So, at what point? Now, now think about this too, Stevie. Think about this too. At what point can a person actually... Is able to. I'll, I'll refer, let me phrase it like this: what, At what point is a person able to recognize that if they're suffering from a mental illness, whether it's something as as innocuous for me as as PTSD and depression, and I say innocuous for me because I don't let it affect my daily life. Okay, but to the people that are dealing with bipolar schizophrenia, uh, you know, mental illness that is that, – that they, they look to alcohol as their cure-all. So at what point does that person come to the realization that the alcohol isn't doing anything to help them? It's only worsening their mental illness. Prime example, my dad is both bipolar and schizophrenic, was an alcoholic, and what got him, he is now 27 years sober, and what flipped his life was my mom saying, either you stop or I'm gone, because this is not working. Then he had to, he made the choice. All right, I'm done drinking. Then he had to go through those emotions that he was masking. And that's when it hit him, shit ain't right. Oh, everybody cut out. Hello. Whoops. That that would I'm help. Still here. Yeah. No, I, I had my 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 I turned my mic down for a second because I I was moving something and I didn't want it to 
make noise while you were talking. So back when I first got diagnosed with PTSD and depression, I was a year sober. So I didn't actually have to I didn't have that self-medicating mentality. You follow me? I actually just drank for the sake of drinking. And let me tell you something. With the exception of the last day I drank, I was a happy drunk. <laughs> I was actually literally a happy drunk. There are people in my hometown to this day that remember me going to the bars and having a big shit-eating grin on my face and, sm- and, and having a good old time and never once getting into bar fights and fist fights and shit like that. And did I think twice, you know, did I think about the, um, about mental illness? No, because when I was actively drinking, I wasn't diagnosed with PTSD and depression yet. It wasn't until I was a year sober that I got that diagnosis. So what do I do with it? I don't even take medication for it. I take medication for every other freaking thing on the fucking planet. I take three blood pressure medicines, a medicine for for epilepsy, which, by the way, can be prescribed as a mood stabilizer. I was just about to say, you are on one that does help. Yeah. I take Divalproix or Depakote. And even though it's not prescribed for mood stabilization, it still has an effect on my mood to some degree. At least I think so. Um, I have the same basic attitude and, and, and fundamental um, attitudes and behaviors that I had before I was put on Depakote. You know, because I, I look at it like this. Life is too short you know, to get all down and depressed every day. Life is too short to, to worry about every little thing every day that you have no control over. Now, when life on life's terms issues come up, like with my apartment search, it's a lot to process, especially when you get a letter that says you, you're, you're not, your lease ain't being renewed and you've got to scramble every month one, to find an apartment, and then two, get the uh, owners of the place you're, staying, you're living in to give you an additional month because you still haven't found a place. So would that cause me anxiety? Yes, it did in, in the beginning. Did I let it consume me for a couple of days? Yes. But you know what? I stopped thinking like, Oh my God, the sky is falling. Everything's going to die. I'm going, the world is coming to an end. Stop the bus. I want to get off. I went from that to, okay, let's see what we can do now. I'll look at this. I'll look at this place. I'll call up this landlord and see if I can arrange to look at that place. And I just go with it. I just go with the flow. Uh, when it comes to my PTSD, 
mm-hmm. which is associated, which is related to what my father put me through growing up, that my siblings are in denial of, but I'm not. The the bottom line is I am. I deal. My PTSD comes out in the form of nightmares. I'll wake up in the morning after a nightmare, you know, of my about my father, and I will break out in a cold sweat. Do I let it stop me from living my life? No. Does it affect me for a little while after I get up? Yeah. But only for a short time, and then I'm good. And a lot of people look at me and they're like, how the fuck can you be okay? How can you be good? If this is causing you this level of stress, I just am. I I get it. Uh, I have depression, anxiety, PTSD, borderline personality disorder. Yeah, now I I get it because I do the same thing. I have night terrors, and there's been a couple of nights where Mark is like, what the fuck is going on? But in explaining it to him, one, he knows it's not him. Two, he knows that it goes away. But that's through years of putting stuff in my toolbox to be able to build myself to work through. Okay, that was a shitty nightmare. Mm-hmm. It felt real. It brought me back. Okay, but I'm not there. I am not that age. That's not what's going on right now. So it does, you have to have, and, and it does, it goes with addiction. It, it, it 100% goes with addiction because there is some type of trauma in every addict's life, some type, even if it was only a one-time thing that was five seconds long or it was a lifetime full of bullshit. There's something along with a gene that connects. And when it connects, that's whenever it's like, okay, I need this to go away because you don't have those tools to be like, okay, this shit ain't real. It's over and done with. So if you don't have those, you're like, okay, what the fuck? I can't deal with this. So I'm going to go drink or I know meth is bad for me, but everybody tells me that it makes you feel great. So I don't know anything else to do. So I'm going to do even that, even in that mentality, you don't have the right tool. So in therapy, sometimes medication, but building that toolbox, that's how you're able to go 25, 27, eight months you know, 12 years, that's how you're able to do it is throwing things in that toolbox that pull you out of that, and this may sound wrong, but out of that victim mentality. Because that's what it is. You're still the victim. You're still giving that trauma power. Hmm. So for me, uh, loud it, it, noises. Even, yeah, for me, it's it's always it's always the those nightmares that that I wake up from. It's my subconscious mind 
giving that anxiety and that stress of what my father did to me power. And it's not that I'm doing it on purpose. It's just my subconscious mind is saying, <clears throat> you still have a long way to go, motherfucker, before this is over. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. For me, I hate balloons. Hate balloons. Because there's the fear that the balloon is going to pop. And I know what happens whenever that balloon pops. And then loud noises, slamming of doors, stuff like that. Um, I, I can't, it literally flashes me back and I'm like, holy fuck, but I can work through it. So when we go out to eat, I have almost like the military PTSD personality. My back has to be against the wall. I have to know where all my exits are. Nothing can block my, my way. And if it does, and they try to sit me, I ask for a different table. And I still do that to this day. But that is a tool that I use to be like, okay, I'm at a table. I can still enjoy dinner and be perfectly fine. I also don't like yelling and arguing at all. Well, one of the things that I found. Well, Stevie, one of the things that I found. in my life, after 9-11, okay, because I've got a bullseye on my on my back and on my chest for the rest of my life. Yeah. I literally have a bullseye on my front and back because the terrorist factions said that they want all soldiers dead. Okay. Now, mind you, I'm an un, I was an unarmed military uh, military NCO. The New York Guard didn't carry guns. So, for me, it was stressful. It was anxiety. But I also got off on the adrenaline rush while in uniform. So I didn't give it much thought on the first two. But once I got back into civilian population, as far as being a civilian once more, like you, I would not sit with my back to, you know, to the door. I sat, I would make sure that my back, you know, that I had my back against the wall. So this way I could see what's coming at me. I had to see what was coming toward me. I still do that to this day. It's rare when I don't. Even Mike, when I when I hang out with my friend Mike, he doesn't know this shit about me. I never told him. Although he'll find out now because this show archives. So like when I go like if if he decides he wants to stop at a restaurant on the before dropping me off at the house. If I can arrange it where I sit down first, if I can get in ahead of him, I will do that and put my ass in, in a place where the door is, is, is not behind me but in front of me. 
because I, I don't go trust. So far. No, no. I even go so far as if it's a booth and they happen to put me in the middle, I will turn to where my back is up against the wall so nobody's behind me. It's 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 a weird That's feeling. That's how bad mine is. And, and unfortunately, it's a very weird feeling to to ha- to be in because you don't you know because there's always that 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 level of uncertainty. You just not while yeah your back's against the wall and you're able to see your surroundings you know where the exits are that's that's that. But I'm sure that there's a small part of you that still goes. Yeah, okay, this is fine, but I'm just not sure. So you're always, you always have that hypersensitivity, that hypervigilance, where your eyes are more looking around every every one, every so often, and you're and you're checking your surroundings. That's that situational awareness is hyper oh, yeah. hyper oh. sensitive. There have been times where Mark and I have walked in, into a place, and I've been like, babe, the vibe is off. And at first, he was like, oh, it's fine, it's fine, it's fine. Don't worry about it, it's fine. And prime example, we went to go watch one of our friends play, and we walked in, and I was like, babe, something's not right. Like, the vibe is off, something is just not right. And that night, there ended up being three fights. Three. One of them, I actually had to work because there was blood, just lots of it. But there was three fights that night. And there's been other times where I've walked in and I've been like, something's not, it just, it doesn't. And the majority of the time... I am right. But I'll tell you something. I I, I look I, I look at life so much differently because of my 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 involvement in twelve step recovery, and how that has actually helped me with my PTSD and depression in ways that most people would find either unusual or they would be so curious as to how it helps me with my PTSD and my depression. I had, I had a guy, it was an anniversary meeting. And if you've never been to an, to a 12 step anniversary meeting, uh, basically it's where uh, the person is given a coin for their for whatever however many years that, or days they've been they've been clean and sober. So, having said that, this guy you know did not go to to AA or anything like that, but he was there to you know support his uh, sister. Well, I'm standing there you know I'm just standing there after the meeting and he walks over to me and he says excuse me sir, I'm a very respectful young man. He says. I'm a little confused about something. I said, okay, how can I help you? And he said, well, you said that 
being in recovery helps you with your depression and your post-traumatic stress. How? How does it do that? You know, and this guy was very sincere very, and very honest in his, in his question. I said, do you have a little time to spend? And he says, I've got, I've got plenty of time. So I, I said, come with me. And we sat down and we talked. We sat there talking for a good half an hour, 45 minutes. By the time I got done explaining the spirituality of, of the program, the spiritual principles that, that, that helped guide my life every day, he took one look at me and he said, wow. And my sister's that way too? I said, ask her. I don't think she's going to say no to you, and she's not going to tell you. He walks over to his sister, must have asked her the question, and she just smiled. She looked at him smiling and said, you bet your ass it does. And it's like most people never understand that aspect of it. They never, they don't usually get it, you know, until someone sits them down to talk to them about it. But if I had to do it in a Reader's Digest form, I would tell people, go to an open AA meeting. Find out about the, the spirituality of, of the program. And then look at whatever mental illness you have. And think about how the spirituality of, 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 of a 12-step program for someone who has similar mental illness issues helps them to bind their life together in ways that ther traditional therapy doesn't always help. Traditional medications in, in concert with the therapy don't always help. But then you get that third aspect, that third piece of the puzzle that just weaves everything together. And then you start to see, wow, hey, you know, this is helping me with this issue. But I, I never knew it could. You know, I, I didn't think it was possible. That's the spirituality of 12-step recovery. The, the, the impossible becomes the possible. It's like, and, and of course, you being a nurse, you, I'm sure you'll, you'll get this analogy real fast when I say, it's like taking a pill for heartburn, and an hour later, the heartburn symptoms are eased. It's like going yeah. to the doctor and the doctor not prescribing a medicine to you, right, but talking to you about this, this, and this, and how this, this, and this is being helped by this. So you don't need a medicine for this, this, or this if you're already getting something from this that's helping you with this, that, and the other thing. And the person who told me that 
AA has helped me with my with my PTSD and depression more than than I realize. Wasn't my sponsor. Wasn't my family. It was my doctor. My doctor believes that the spiritual aspect of 12-step recovery has a more therapeutic value to someone in, in, with mental illness issues than for a person who doesn't have 12-step recovery, spiritual, spirituality in their life. Because a person that's not in recovery is relying on, on the traditional methods only. That's all they have. That's all they've ever known. So when my doctor said that to me, I was like, huh. So for all these years that I've been sober, the spiritual principles of this program that I'm in have helped my mental illness? She goes, yep. I said, wouldn't have anything to do also with the Depakote I take for my epilepsy, would it? She goes, well, that helps. That's a help. But so is your, so is your being in recovery. That's helping just as much. And just so you know, I haven't seen a therapist in probably 10 years. Go because figure that one out. Somebody once said to me that if, you're, if, if the foundation you lay is strong and solid, then the house you build upon it will be strong and solid. But if your foundation is weak and brittle, the house you build upon it will collapse and fall. I never knew what they meant by that until a couple of years ago when I, when I sat down in a, in a, in a anniversary meeting where I was the speaker and the person I was speaking for was the person who told me that analogy and it hit me like a bolt of lightning that really made sense that analogy finally made sense at that point If what I'm doing in recovery is beneficial to my life and it helps with other aspects of my life, that foundation is strong. And the house that is built upon that foundation is strong as well. Had I not gotten into 12-step recovery, to strength, which would help, which would help to strengthen my mental illness issues. Then, guess what? I end up with building a house on a bad foundation that eventually will collapse in on in on itself. So, I find going to going to AA 
to be the most beneficial for me. And there are ways to, to get the same benefits of, of the spirituality of, of a 12-step program without having to go to AA, NA, OA, GA, or whatever other A's are out there. A friend of mine and I, before she passed away, sat down and and, 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 and adjusted the 12 steps of Alcoholics Anonymous and applied them to everyday living. Where the first step says, we admitted we were powerless over alcohol and that our lives had become unmanageable. Instead of alcohol, we agreed that, it should, that we could have it read, we admitted we were powerless over everyday life and that our lives became unmanageable. And then we explain to people how, what that first step actually means. For, for a lot of people, everyday life can be stressful, confusing, completely bonkers. And most people don't know how to handle it all at once. But if we can admit that we that we, if we can see the the problem from, from what it is in front of us, we're admitting our powerlessness over that issue and how it made our lives unmanageable as a result. And once we started writing the, these things out and started writing explanations out, I went to a I went to a copying machine and I made 500 copies of the steps and the explanations of each step. And so I started giving them out. To this day, there are 10 people in my hometown that have them to this day and truly live by those principles. And their lives, they said, have improved immensely. And this one couple said to me, how the hell did you know this would work for us? I said, I didn't. I took it on a leap of faith. But I'll bet you dollars to donuts a therapist would tell you, oh, that's utter nonsense. That can never work. Because there are some therapists who want to make their money. So they're going to say, oh, that's just not a nonsense. It can't work. Well, let's see here. Going through the news articles. According to, the, to this article I have in front of me, Jonathan Turley says Pelosi played into McConnell's hands, destroyed her own case for impeachment. Constitutional law professor Jonathan Turley laid out a sweeping indictment of House Speaker Nancy Pelosi 
arguing that her impeachment strategy backfired and gave Senate Majority Leader Mitch McConnell the upper hand. The delay now seems largely driven by a desire to, to preserve the image of Pelosi as a master strategist, despite a blunder of the First Order. Turley wrote in a column titled, Pelosi's Blunder, How the House Destroyed Its Own Case for Impeachment. His comments came as Pelosi prepared to transmit the articles of impeachment to the Senate, roughly a month after the House approved them. She initially withheld them in an apparent attempt to draw concessions from McConnell. Well, on Wednesday, she announced that seven lawmakers will serve as impeachment managers to prosecute the case against the president at his Senate trial. Turley wrote, there was no reason why Senate Majority Leader Mitch McConnell would make concessions to get an impeachment that he loathed. Do you think? Turley similarly suggested that Pelosi pushed impeachment out of vanity and would pay a high price for doing so. Interesting. The fact is that Pelosi played into the hands of McConnell by first rushing this impeachment forward with an incomplete, with an incomplete record and now giving him the excuse to summarily change the rules, or even to dismiss the articles, he said. Waiting for the House to submit a list of managers was always a courtesy extended by Senate rules and not a requirement of the Constitution. By inappropriately withholding the articles of impeachment and breaking with tradition, Pelosi simply gave McConnell ample reason to excuse to exercise the nuclear option and change the rules on both majority voting as well as the rule for the start of trials. That is a high price to pay for vanity. Now on Twitter, Turley also derided a presser in which Pelosi announced her list of impeachment managers for the Senate's trial. So here you got a real tough situation. Wow. We just lost, uh, we just lost, uh, Stevie on the line, and uh, it's just me and Gunslinger for the last roughly 31 minutes or so. Hmm. So, I wonder... Gunslinger is Turley on uh, is, is what Turley said there. Do you think that that's uh, a fair assessment? Well, yeah. I mean, it seems like it's pretty fair there. I mean, you know, with the way that they're doing and 
what they're doing and how they're doing it and breaking every fucking law in the book. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, they think it's fair, obviously. But is it lawful, constitutional? No. And it won't be because the, the Senate's just going to drop it like a hot potato. But I think Trump wants it to go to trial. So if, you go, if it goes to trial, like I said, well, go. He's going to lower the boom. He's going to tighten the rope on him. I think that's what he's waiting for. I think that's the plan. I may be wrong, but I think that he wants to go to trial and then expose him. Brilliant idea. We'll see. Yeah, well, I, I think um, I think the, the the stark reality. Hold on a second. Stupid autom stupid automatic video shit. All right, now I'm going to put this in reader mode because. Um, Okay, the, the people that were named, aside from Adam Schiff and Jerry Nadler, the other, mem- the other remaining co- members of Congress that are going to act as managers are Representatives Zoe Lofgren of California, Hakeem Jeffries of New York, Val Demings of Florida, Jason Crow of, Cal- of Colorado, and Sylvia Garcia of Texas. Now, the House managers are expected to personally deliver the articles to the Senate, which they they did. But uh, is the th- these seven that are the managers, and what surprised me, Gunslinger, what really surprised me is the fact that it wasn't Jerry Nadler who was made the head of the se- of the evil seven, but Adam Schiff. Why would Adam Schiff be named Nadler is the House Judiciary Chair? Oh, wait a minute. I forgot. They, they, um, how can I put this? They made up the rules in the House the way they wanted. So, why am I surprised? Go ahead. Well, it doesn't surprise me. I mean, like I said, they're on a crusade, okay? And... Like I said, they'll even though the Senate's going to drop it like a hot potato, in their mind they're going to get to say, and of course the fake media news will say, "See, we impeached President Trump. Aren't you proud of us?" Okay, even though they have no evidence, no nothing, zero, zero hedge, zero nothing, minus negative, negative voltage, negative impact. Okay, they're going to still think that they are going to win. That only proves how delusional these people are. They're the need to be locked up in a mental institution. No doubt about it. Go ahead. 
But with look at Martin Dice, they, oh. he was he got the clown the, the clown shows back in town. The link I just put in the mixer chat room there. Well, check that one out. <laughs> yeah, I haven't seen that one yet, but I bet you it's a good. No, I'm gonna, I'm gonna put I'm gonna put that up on this. I, I'm gonna play that in just a minute. I'm gonna play that in just a minute. Uh, the Mark Dice uh, clip. <clears throat> I'm waiting for the for the browser to open on the clip computer. I wasn't prepared for this, but that's uh, eh, okay. It'll all come together. And, of course, pardon me for those who hide it. Sheesh. All right. All right, here goes nothing. We're going to try and uh, play this one, folks. I may have to adjust the volume on the on the on the clip, but yesterday we'll was another in a seemingly endless chain of Democratic presidential debates, which was by far the least eventful and most boring of them all. And maybe I didn't check the TV listings close enough because it sounded like a rerun. If we do not get our act together in terms of climate change, the planet that we're going to be leaving our kids and our children and our grandchildren will be increasingly unlivable We're going to get to climate change, but I'd like to stay on trade. Senator Warren. Well, they are the same in this issue. Senator Warren. <laughs> are you kidding me? I don't know how much more of this I can take. Minnesota Senator Amy Klobuchar tried her best to be the star of the show by employing a unique strategy of deciding to never stop talking. Senator Klobuchar. Thank you. Senator Klobuchar, what do you say to Thank people, you, Elizabeth? Senator Klobuchar, what yes. do you say? Um, I would well, like Senator to Senator Klobuchar, out. let me finish my question. Oh, okay. What do you say to people who <laughs> I thought it was such an open-end. I wasn't at the meeting, so I can't comment, but I was going to... And I have shown how I'm going to pay for every single plan. Capital gains tax, going to the personal level, getting rid of the oil giveaways, doing something about the hedge fund loophole. You can go through it and you can get the money to pay for things. Mayor Buttigieg, you're selling your... Look at Mayor Buttigieg on his best behavior, raising his hand, hoping to get called on next. When asked if a woman would be able to beat President Trump, Senator Klobuchar did her best to alleviate the concerns by mentioning several women who beat men in their elections to become governors. Uh, you don't have to be the loudest person. You have to be competent. And when you look at the facts, uh, Michigan has a woman governor right now, and she beat a Republican, Gretchen Whitmer. Kansas has a woman governor right now, and she beat Chris Kobach. And her name um, is, I'm very proud to know her, and her name is um, uh, Governor Kelly. Thank you. <laughs> I'm very proud to know her. Um, uh, her name is, uh, let me check my notes here. And her name um, is, I'm very proud to know her, and her name is um, uh, Governor Kelly. Thank you. No, thank you, Senator, for the laughs. There's plenty more to come in this video, so stay tuned. But just a quick heads up, I may start experimenting posting some videos in the evening instead of in the morning. So if you don't see a video at 7 a.m., then check back at 7 p.m., and the video should be up then. Little Brian Stelter's serious contender for president in 2020, Michael Avenatti, couldn't make the debates last night because, well, he was busy getting arrested again. He was at a disciplinary hearing in front of the California State Bar in Los Angeles yesterday because he may get his law license revoked 
where he was arrested again for violating the terms of his release from his previous arrest. <laughs> there he is being taken into custody. It's really too bad because if he was actually able to make the debate, it wouldn't have been so pathetically boring. By the way, the hashtag CNN is trash is currently trending on Twitter right now because a bunch of Bernie bros are upset with the way that they treated Bernie Sanders. <laughs> oh, I almost forgot. Tom Steyer, my benefactor, who, as you know, helped sponsor this YouTube channel, bought his way onto the debate stage again. Here he is imagining what he would do if he lived in a parallel universe where he was the president. Look, on the first day, I would undo Mr. Trump's tariffs. They've been designed to grow the American GDP for the corporations of America, not for the working people of America, and not to protect the climate. So let me say this. I'm the only person on this stage who says climate's my number one priority. Yes, we've heard all about it, Tom. Thank you. But somebody needs to tell you that every American is doing better because the dreaded corporations are doing better because they provide jobs and Americans have 401ks, IRAs, and pensions invested in them. And I want to say that tonight for me was dispiriting. The Democrats have to do better than what we saw tonight. There was nothing I saw at night that would be able to take Donald Trump out, and I want to see a, a, a Democrat in the White House as soon as possible. There was nothing tonight that if you're looking at this thing, you say this, any of these people are prepared for what Donald Trump is going to do to us. Well, the debate was literally the most boring one I've ever seen. Thankfully, I had the official Michael Bloomberg campaign Twitter account to keep me entertained. Throughout the debate, they posted fantastic tweets like this. And I'm not joking. This is not a parody. <laughs> they actually did this. Test your knowledge. Spot the meatball that looks like Mike. Here's another one. Mike's house is designed to look exactly like the interior of the Millennium Falcon. They even posted this poll asking which wild animal would be most fun to release onto the debate stage without warning. I was thinking, along with pretty much everybody else, that the accounts got hacked. And so the Washington Post did an amazing feat of actual journalism and reached out to the campaign, and the campaign said that it was not. The social media team is just trying something fun tonight. I'm not sure what the strategy is here, but it looks like somebody on the campaign heard that memes are really popular on Twitter, so they hired some millennials to take over the Twitter accounts. Sorry, Bloomberg, what's fun is supporting President Trump and working to make America great again. And if you want to have fun, get yourself a liberal as a find a cure shirt from my online store at markdice.com. You know, I've said this so many times over the, over the years, over the last years, over the last few years that I've played Mark Dice's clips on the show. I can safely say, without fear of contradiction, this guy is—he's pretty cool. I've got to get an interview with, with Mark Dice at least once uh, during the course of this year. So hopefully, Mark Dice, if you're listening to this, if you're watching this, or someone who knows you personally listens or sees this broadcast. And by the way, folks, I want to apologize to those of you watching on the video platforms. For some reason, it I clicked the button to start the show initially, and it didn't take. <clears throat> so I only caught half of the half of this tonight. I think from now on, what I'm going to do is I'm going to record the 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 video side as well as broadcast live 
so this way if I have to upload the video, I can. But uh, I, again, getting back to Mark Dice, I wouldn't mind having Mark as a guest on a pre-recorded, uh, even if it was a pre-recorded interview. So if anyone who knows Mark Dice personally is watching or listening, please let him know that we're looking to do an interview with him at some point down the road. Okay? Conservative to conservative. Mano a mano. All right? We have approximately 18 minutes remaining in this broadcast. And... uh You know what? In about two minutes, in about two or three minutes, I'm going to call it for the night. May as well. We're the only ones left. They're gunslinger on the line, so, and I'm starting to get drowsy anyway, so I may just call it for the night early and be done with it. The dentist really took a lot out of me. I did not expect this. Well, actually, I did, but I'm just, I'm drained. I mean, have you ever sat in a, you've had teeth extracted, haven't you? Not yet, but that's probably in the future. <laughs> Lovely. Hmm. Like I said, my well, teeth is finally... this way. I'm losing the battle with my like teeth. Oh. <laughs> I know the feeling. Dude. I mean, I, my, I teeth, my, my teeth was, yeah, my teeth was fine up until three or four years ago. I never, I had two little cavities when I was 12 years old and not a problem since until about three, four years ago. And they started, shit. Ay, 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 ay. Falling apart. Brother, I'll tell you what. When I got that toothache last weekend, oh, Lord have mercy. It was the beginning of the end of my teeth. Just getting the tartar scraped, scraped off my tooth enamel, I'm sitting there. So why is it dentists and dental hygienists always feel they, they, they should talk to you knowing you can't respond They've got their fingers with the instruments in your mouth. And your so, Mr. Sinzer, how are you feeling today? That's great, Mr. Sinzer. Glad to hear it. Oh, and Mr. Sinzer, by the way, uh, I hear you doing your radio show tonight. Uh, wow, great. That sounds like a great topic for tonight, too. As if I could even understand what the fuck I was saying at the time. I'm like, what the fuck did I just walk into? Well, I guess you know. Trust. I guess I consider myself myself pretty lucky because my dad lost his teeth when he was, I guess, probably 35, maybe 40. Because I remember when I was a young kid. I mean, probably 12, 13. He'd take his full dentures out. Okay, that scared the shit out of me. I mean, you know, at 12, 13 years old. I mean, so. I guess I've been lucky, I guess. 
The first time I saw my grandmother take her full dentures out of her mouth, I was probably about the same age. But it didn't scare me to see her taking her teeth out, especially the way she went about it. We're playing canasta sitting at the dining table. And she she looked at me and she goes, George, you're lucky. You're just a boy. You're just a little boy right now. And, and you don't have to deal with this right now. But you may someday later in life. She goes, be thankful you don't have to do this. And she took her teeth out of her mouth, put them in a glass, and said, be thankful you don't have to do what I just did. I'm sitting there laughing my ass off. Played the wrong fucking card on top of it all and realized, oh, shit. I'm only like 13 years old. And that, oh, shit. Now, I'd brush my teeth every morning and every night, you know, when I was a kid. But that didn't last after I became an adult and I got out on my own. I just let them fall. I just let my teeth fall to shit. And then when I'm sitting in that dentist chair today, getting my teeth clean, you know, full cleaning and everything, the young lady is sitting there going, okay, now just... Just try to relax, Mr. Sinzer. And she's scraping along, scraping along, scraping along, scraping along. Got this suction shit in my mouth, hooked onto my lips. And and she goes, oh, and by the way, I listened to your ar- the archive of your show, like you suggested. And I went, uh-huh. And she goes, who's that guy gunslinger you keep talking to? And a friend. And she goes, well, nice friend. He doesn't mince words, does he? And I went, uh-uh. She's cleaning my teeth, and we're talking about my show, and, and, and you came up in the conversation. And it's like, so when we get done, I said, she goes, okay, rinse. Okay, so you like you like Gunslinger, huh? You think he's pretty cool? She goes, yeah, he's he's, he's a lot of fun. I said, ah, Gunslinger has been been a guest, has been a listener on my show for eleven years at least. And she goes, wow, he's really loyal to your show. I said, that's the kind of friend he is. So I got a message for you from my dental hygienist. Thank you. That's all she said to say to you. Didn't say why or anything. Just thank you. See, you got a fan out there, Gun. Ain't that a trip? I think I probably got more than one fan, I imagine, because, you know, I I say it straight from you know, from my hip, from my shooting hip there. I don't I don't I don't pull punches, man. I don't pull punches. I mean I'm too goddamn old I don't now blame to fucking you. pull punches. You know, fuck this shit. I'm gonna tell you how to cow eats cabbage. If you don't like it, go pound sand. I'm plain simple. <laughs> yeah. You know? Well, that's, that's, that's like me. You know, I, I'm, I, I'm, pre, I'm very blunt. Um, Cherokee Rose, who's in the chat room, uh, is finding out very quickly just how very blunt I can be. Iggy Mom 
She's known for years. You've known for years. I'm one blunt some bitch. I don't. That's why. I, that's why this show is rated PG-13, folks, because I don't give a shit. If I'm going to tell some, if I'm going to tell a politician to go fuck themselves, I'm going to tell a politician to go fuck yourself. Now I do try. Not always easy, and I don't always succeed. I do try to be polite when there's a new a new lady caller on the line. But once they say, oh, don't worry, I've heard worse, that's when all bets are off. Because <laughs> that's when they realize, oh, my God, he really does swear like a sailor. And by the way, the last time I said that statement, swears like a sailor, a guy from the United States Navy had just gotten off of, 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 of uh, just came off of a, of a ship in San and in, 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 there in California at the shipyards. Well, I tell you what, he emailed me one simple paragraph. You were New York Guard, which follows Army regulations and all that other stuff. So how could you sit there and say you swear like a sailor? This was a this was a uh, this, this this was an ensign on on one of the ships. He says, "I'm a sailor, and I don't swear half that bad." <laughs> I I sat back reading that email. I'm dying laughing. So I wrote back to him. I had to write back to him, and I wrote back to him saying, very simply. It's only a figure of speech. I I I I meant no disparagement of of, the, of of my Navy friends. God knows that ain't my intention. Well, about a week later, I get another email from that same sailor. Oh, okay. If you ever show, if you ever come to California and you're at the shipyards, well, sh- me and my my fellow my fellow sailors, uh, fellow sailors are going to Shanghai you and bring you aboard ship. And uh, then you can entertain the rest of the sailors on board ship because you, you're a funny motherfucker. <laughs> I sat there laughing. I read that. I'm like, not me, brother. Now, now nor my luck, he's listening to this broadcast in archives and going, <laughs> I made him say it. That's what some of the military guys, you know, whether they're Marines, airmen, soldiers, or sailors, that's what they do to me. They'll, they'll email me every once in a blue moon, and they'll say, because my comments email address, you know, is, is open to everybody. And uh, this one Marine stationed at Quantico listened to this show in archives while he's sitting at his desk doing his paperwork. And he heard me come right out and, and say, Nancy Piglosi is nothing but a, a squint-eyed bitch. And he wrote to me and he said, no, she's not a squint-eyed bitch. She doesn't squint. She squats. So she's a full of shit bitch. And I'm like, ooh. <clears throat> 
And I wrote back, and I said, all I said was, Semper Fi, Marine. Thanks. And, of course, when I reply to someone, uh, the original email is in there as well. So it's it's a lot of fun. It really is. Uh, but I have a message for all of the men and women of our armed forces. Uh, whether you're here at home or overseas, know that everyone here, all of us, are truly grateful for your service and your sacrifice. And to the family members that you leave behind while you're off doing what you got to do overseas and stuff, I got to thank them for their service too. Because while the family may not be actively serving themselves, they are in a way still serving. So it's always nice to let a Gold Star family know that they're loved and respected by the men and women of America for the sacrifices they make so that their loved ones can do their job wherever they happen to be. Well, ladies and gentlemen, I'm going to end. Oh, sorry, Gunn, go ahead. I was just going to say, if you heard the latest there about that seat, what you said over there, um, there they've confirmed that they, that uh, Iran, whichever one shot down the, the airplane, they shot two missiles mm-hmm. at that thing. They knew what they were shooting at. So they purposely brought that airplane down. Yeah, that was an intentional act on their part. Because I saw the same report. I saw that report where, they, where two missiles were fired at the plane. Um, let me tell you something, folks. Iran is nothing but a bullshit nation that thinks it can lie to us, lie to its people. Well, I got a message for the supreme leader, the Ayatollah Khamenei. Mr. Ayatollah, got a message for you, motherfucker. Chill out. Before you end up with a missile where your turban used to be. I guarantee you keep fucking with us and you're going to wear a a missile turban. Because the United States of America will not tolerate stupid for very long. Regardless of what the Congress may say or feel about it. And if you think I'm kidding, try me. I'm not joking. I was a soldier once. We soldiers don't joke about serious shit like this. And firing those missiles at a civilian airline, and you want to use Trump as the excuse for doing it, Not a smart move either. So admit the truth, for the truth shall set you free. But above all, cut the crap, cocksuckers.
cut the crap. Now I'm going to take this opportunity because we are down to just about two and a half minutes remaining to thank Gunslinger, Ron Reck. You know what? I'm just going to say thank all of my callers because there's too many people to be rattling off at one time. So thanks to everybody that called in tonight. Thanks to everybody that joined us in the chat room, including Paul Isaacs, Cherokee Rose, Iggy Mom, Texas Internet Radio, Ron Rex, you know, the whole, all of you. But, but especially Cherokee Rose, uh, this is what I think her thir- second or third time uh, coming to the chat room. So uh, thank you very much for being here. It is a pleasure to have you here. And all of you listening and watching by archives, thanks for checking us out. Firefox News Online, Lord willing, depending on how my, my mouth feels tomorrow, because i got a feeling tomorrow is going to be a bitch of a day. I haven't felt the full impact yet. We're getting it. I've I got, got a bad feeling about this. You know how I always say i got a gut feeling? Well, trust me, I've got a gut feeling, a chest full feeling, and a fart full feeling. That's a lot of feelings. I'm hoping I'm wrong on all counts, but we'll see. In the meantime, tomorrow, the Thursday night edition of Firefox News Online is still slated for 11 p.m. Eastern, 10 Central, and 8 Pacific Time on the multiple broadcasting platforms of the Firefox News Online Internet Broadcasting Network. For the comments I've made, that's the way it is. From my perspective, I'm George Sinzer. Thanks for tuning in, people. We'll catch you on the next one. But as I always say, y'all be good, and if you can't be good, be careful. And if you can't be careful, please, for the love of God, don't name it after me. Good night, all. Come. Oh, wrong thing. Thank you for tuning in to Firefox News Online. Firefox News Online is a production of Firefox News Online Productions. Any rebroadcast, transcript, either in whole or in part, without the express written permission of Firefox News Online Productions and its owner, George Sinzer, is expressly forbidden, copyright 2020, all rights reserved. If you have any stories or topic ideas, you can write to WeReport at FirefoxNewsOnline.com. That's WeReport at FirefoxNewsOnline.com. And if you have any comments, send those as well. Write to comments at firefoxnewsonline.com. That's comments at firefoxnewsonline.com. Be sure to check facebook.com slash F-F-N-O-I-B-N. That's facebook.com slash F-F-N-O-I-B-N for the links to the live broadcasts during the week. Thanks for tuning in once again. Be sure to join us for the next edition of Firefox News Online over most of these Firefox News Online Internet Broadcasting Networks. So let it be written. So let it be done.